0: Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the 4-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another crowd presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com. And mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the
1: Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports.
2: Yes, the show about sports. All sports. Many sports. Yes, um, and to show that we are the show of all sports, uh, man, how about them Olympics? Uh,
1: like with the, uh, where all the countries of the world except one get to compete?
2: Yeah, except one.
1: Don't do drugs, kids. You won't be able to play in the Olympics.
0: Cheating never, cheaters never win, winners never cheat. And dopers never something, get to participate. Something like that, I don't know.
2: Yeah, uh, Russia banned from the upcoming Winter Olympics. Um, Russian athletes who prove they are clean... Which are, would be like two of them. <laughs> ...are allowed to participate under a neutral flag. Um, my my question is, so a Russian athlete wins, and they're up there on the podium with their gold medal, just staring off blankly as nothing plays in the background? I think they should get to pick a song at that point. It's like a, like a walk-up song at that point.
0: Like uh, you go up there, raising the flags for the for the silver medalist and the bronze medalist, and all of a sudden here comes Uptown Funk, Uptown Funk, you up or something? You know that would be fun.
2: So I was I was (laughs) I was thinking, um, you know, like uh, some some Russian downhill skier wins, and they get up there, and all of a sudden it's Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think they should get to pick at that point. You know, maybe from a list of you know certain songs like. Whoever's broadcasting the Olympics has to have the right to the song to to play it. It should
2: be the Rasputin song. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yep. It could be literally
0: any song from Anastasia. No, That's what they're allowed to pick from. (laughs) Only songs from
2: Anastasia. Uh, Everybody should just automatically Um, get the Rasputin song.
0: I uh,
1: believe that this didn't go far enough because you're only banning the people who doped illegally for one Olympics – that's not going to send a message, especially when all of well, these neutral participants are going to be paraded around Russia when they get back as if they won anyway.
2: Well, to, to be fair, uh, as far as the Olympics go, missing one Olympics is a pretty big deal. I mean, I know the number is small. It's one Olympics, but it's really more than that when you consider it only happens every four years and a lot of these people won't compete next time anyway.
1: Uh, all it does is send the message that uh, you need to try harder to not get caught next
2: time. Oh, that's going to be the case with that's literally always any... always been the
0: message about doping yeah. throughout sports, throughout the history of, of doping. It, yeah. it should have been multiple
1: Olympics and all Russians.
0: They should have just been made to not be a country anymore. If you get caught cheating at the Olympics, you don't get to be a country anymore.
1: You get caught cheating at someone else's election.
0: <laughs> Anything we can do to make Russia not a country, I'm on board with. Oh man! Yeah. So I
1: guess that means uh, Ovechkin doesn't really have a reason to leave the NHL.
2: Right, yeah. So that was one thing I was, I was kind of wondering about. So athletes are allowed to participate under a neutral flag. If a whole group of Russians just took leave from the NHL for two weeks, could they field a neutral hockey team?
1: Um, I suppose it could.
2: Could could four could four men form a neutral bobsledding team? Yeah. All right. Who's our fourth? So
0: well, it has to be a <laughs> Russian guy. Oh no! I thought I thought you meant just any.
2: No, I think it has to be a Russian guy because otherwise uh, we would have had to go through the proper channels to compete as Americans.
0: But they already have a team. You yeah. know, people probably, actually know how to bobsled. They
2: probably want to, to create have a to neutral go team
1: through channels to to to. Be neutral,
2: right? I'm sure, yeah. but no, I was, I was wondering if you know. Um, now could anybody
0: play under a neutral flag if they wanted to? If they just said, Hey, I don't really like my country and I don't wish to participate under their flag because I'm not happy with it, I'm just stuck there. Can I just
2: be neutral and still go to the Olympics because I like playing my sport? I don't think so. See, I think that's kind of baloney. I don't, I can't recall a time it's ever happened, so I'd wager to say that it doesn't happen, it's not.
1: Um. Also in Olympics, I believe Kenya has a bobsled team.
2: Uh yeah, it's a women's bobsled team if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's pretty cool. Yeah. And in twenty years they'll get a movie. With Dougie Doug? Yes. And the reanimated corpse of John Candy.
0: It's a it's a good thing Cool Runnings is already taken as a title, because if they named the Kenyan
2: teams movie that, it would seem racist. <laughs> oh man. Or to be fair, um, literally everything seems racist now.
1: That's because pretty much everything is racist.
2: That's racist. That is. Exactly. <laughs> How dare you, sir. <laughs> Alright, so, no Russia, no, no Russia in the Olympics, and, uh... Man, it doesn't really change anything. It's not like they were going to be in a position to win anyway.
1: Um, Ilya Kovalchuk says that the Russians should still field a hockey team. Oh, does he? Yeah, he thinks that, uh it's a good idea for them to go out and fail to get a medal again.
2: Well, yeah, because he wants to use it as it as a springboard back to the NHL.
1: No one's going to sign a 35-year-old Kovalchuk. No one wanted to sign a, a 34-year-old Kovalchuk.
2: Yeah, but if he's out there showing he can do it against NHL level talent.
1: <laughs> there won't be NHL level
2: talent. But that's what he, you know. Or I guess with NHL level talent, he wants a to come over and
1: he's not they're not. They if they if they leave now, they most of them won't have a roster spot when they come back.
2: I don't know. I don't. I mean, if Ovechkin went, I'm pretty sure Washington would open Oh, would open their arms and uh, welcome him back.
1: Yeah, but the rest of them aren't that good.
2: All right. So moving forward, you want to just go into hockey from there?
1: Suppose we can. If you've got some hockey doings.
2: Oh, just the general, uh, you know, state of the league and whatnot. We did power rankings from them last week, and uh, you know, of, co- of course, I, I, I do that, and I'm, I'm excited because I get to put my stars in the top ten, and then they come out and just absolutely blow it over the next couple games. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Still, uh, still in position for a wild card right now, tied with uh, tied with San Jose. Um, St. Louis still leading the way in the West with 44 points. Uh, Tampa Bay still leading the way in the East with 44 points. Uh, your Devils have now dropped down to fourth uh, in the Metro uh, behind Columbus, New York, the Islanders, uh, and Washington.
1: That's uh, that's a one-point difference.
2: It is, but... It's kind of a pain in the butt because we're
1: starting to play the division opponents.
2: Right. One point, but you guys do have two games in hand. Yes. I. I don't know it it always irritates me uh when when games you know games played get so out of whack throughout the course of a season you know you got uh
1: you mean like when boston's only played twenty seven games right
2: yeah you got boston having played twenty seven you got pittsburgh having played uh twenty two or thirty two i mean you know so yeah i i i hate this time of year. uh arizona's played thirty three yeah you know? so i i hate when this thing happens uh i think like the schedule should be made in a way that at the end of every two weeks, everybody's even. Or, or, or at least close to it, you know, within a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, uh, <clears throat> they do a lot of work to get these schedules ready. Right. And this, this year they had to make two schedules because at the time they made the schedule, they still didn't know if they were going to the Olympics. Right.
2: Well, they should have. So
1: that maybe me messed with them a little bit. Yeah. And then you have to factor in, you know, every team gets a bye week now.
2: Yeah, that's still weird to me.
1: You know what's weird to me is that the uh, the Devils had seven days without a game back in October, and that wasn't their bye week.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's weird weird scheduling anomalies like that. Um, uh, uh, Which is how they got all those games in hand. Right. Uh, well, they should have played them instead of just holding on to them.
1: Oh, they'll play them later. You wait and see how things shake out. Oh, okay. And then you know exactly how many of them you need to try in.
2: Uh, just, uh looking at the looking at the stats here really quickly, uh Sergey Bobrovsky uh leads leads goaltenders with, you know, a decent amount of appearances uh in goals against two oh six. Aaron Dell is the real leader at one seven two. Uh however, uh Dell has only appeared in eleven games, so uh not uh, not exactly the same uh as, as what Bobo is out there doing. Um save percentage, Aaron Dell, nine thirty nine. Uh Corey Crawford uh, could be considered the leader, nine thirty-two, uh, having played many more minutes. And um, uh, uh, Craig score- Crawford
1: is injured currently.
2: Yes, currently on the IR uh, in real life and on my fantasy team, along with my other two starting goalies. So that's cool.
1: Hey, you know, I have not touched my fantasy team.
2: And <laughs> uh, in, uh, in scoring, Stephen Stamkos leads the way with forty-two points. Uh, right behind him at forty-one. Want to take a guess?
1: Is it Nikita Kucherov?
2: It is Nikita Kucherov. I'm looking at it right here. I wasn't guessing. Yeah. Um, Ovechkin leads away with 21 goals, followed closely by... It's Kucherov.
1: Nikita Kucherov.
2: And uh, Braden Shen is leading the way with 25 assists, followed by...
1: Uh, Steven Stamkos has 30 assists. And so does Blake Wheeler and Jakub Voracek.
2: Man, okay, ESPN needs to get their stuff together.
1: Why are you going to ESPN for hockey? Because that's
2: where I was to start things out. ESPN needs to get it together. All right, Tom, you want to give us the real assist numbers since ESPN is misleading me?
1: Steven Stamkos leads with 30. He's tied with Blake Wheeler and Jakub Voracek. Josh Bailey has 28. Man. And there you go. Johnny Gaudreau has 25. ESPN. The worldwide leader in sports that they, uh didn't get outbid for
2: unreal unfreaking real (sighs) all right nba let's do this um so i was doing the power rankings for nba and uh it's after i after i get done mine i i check some sites and just you know see how mine stack up against some other power rankings out there and i actually found mine are exactly the same as cbs sports (laughs) do you
1: secretly work for cbs sports
2: i don't um
1: I was going to say, if if you do, why are we doing this show in a basement?
2: Yeah, no, I I don't. It would be nice if I did, but I don't. Um, but, no, I, I looked at mine. Mine are pretty much, yeah, they, they are exactly the same as CBS Sports. Um, so coming in at number 10, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. They're uh, 16 and 11 right now, um, sitting at fourth place in the West, um, they are uh, they're thirteen and five in the Western Conference, uh, which is a big, big number for them. Uh, six and four in their last ten. Um, next up, the Washington Wizards. They uh, they come in at number six in the East at fourteen and twelve. Um, five and five in their last ten. Uh, a few struggles of late, but uh, still very solid team. Probably expected to finish in the uh, top three or four of the Eastern Conference. Um, Number eight, and I'm kind of surprised to be talking about them uh, right now, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they're 15-10, and 7-3 uh, in their last 10, and they're on a three-game winning streak. Um, I was uh, really not expecting that from this team right now. Um, just a little bit more surprising than them, the Indiana Pacers coming in at number seven. 16 and 16-11, this is after losing Paul George.
1: Yeah, um, maybe they're the kind of team that shouldn't have a superstar
2: shouldn't have a superstar.
1: Yeah, I mean there there are certain teams that play better anonymously.
2: <laughs> um, well the uh, the fact that they did they, they got Victor Oladipo back in that deal, um, and he's he's scoring twenty four and a half points per game. Um, DeMontis Sabonis, uh, son of uh, one of my favorite players of all time, Arvita Sabonis, uh averaging eight and a half <coughs> sorry, eight and a half rebounds per game. Uh Oladipo also uh one uh one point eight steals per game. Um uh, and uh, you know they're they're also getting you know strong numbers out of Miles Turner, uh, Bogdanovich, Thaddeus Young, uh, all 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 averaging over 13 points per game. Um, it I expected them to be a basement dweller this this season. I I didn't think they were going to come together the way that they have. Uh, but it, it's really good to see. I you know.
1: Well, that's why they did. They 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 heard you talking about them, and they're like, you know what, that little twerp is <laughs> is wrong. We're gonna play really well
2: to hell with that rando. Um, coming in at number 6, the Toronto Raptors. It seems weird to have more uh, Eastern Conference teams on this list cuz that's not how it's been in, you know, recent seasons. Um, no,
1: but the the same Western Conference teams from last year are all on on the on the list.
2: Right, right. Um, again, you know, same thing as always for them, strong play out of out of DeRozan, 23.2 points per game. Uh, five point two assists. You got Kyle Lowry, uh, sixteen point four points per game, um, uh, six point four rebounds, seven assists per game. Uh, you know it's they're not the top of the line stars, but you know they're going to come out and perform every night and keep the keep this team competitive. Yeah,
1: you you only expect them to lose to a few
2: teams. Yeah. Um, coming in at number five. Uh, the I know this seems crazy because how you know how great the record looks and everything, but lately they dropped off a little bit. The Boston Celtics. Um, tight, tight game with San Antonio uh, a couple nights ago. It took a uh, Manu Ginobili rebounded three pointer uh, with you know uh, just little less than two seconds left, and the Spurs came out on top. Um, you know this this team is twenty three and six, and that's without one of their two big acquisitions of the of the off season. Yeah, um, um, very impressive to me at least. Yeah, uh, you know they they were the undisputed number one for a long time this season, but. You know, they're they're 7-3 in their last 10. I know, oh, you know, that that's still really, really good. It's nothing to scoff at. Uh, it's just when you look at the teams that I have ranked ahead of them and how they've played in the last 10. Um, yet
1: here you sit scoffing away.
2: I'm not scoffing. Uh, Kyrie Irving leading the way uh, with 23.7 uh, points per game. Uh, they're getting 14.6 out of Jalen Brown, 14 out of Al Horford. Uh, Horford also contributing 8 rebounds per game. Um I'd like to see a little bit more out of out of Kyrie and setting up other players uh with this team right now. He only got uh 4.8 assists per game. I I would like to see that number closer to 6. Yeah,
1: it's um I mean it's tough. That was going to be his job until the injuries and and now he's got to be the main guy.
2: Right. Which he's very capable of doing. I I think it was uh 37 I think he put up against San Antonio so yeah. you know, he he willed them willed them to to be competitive in that game. Um next up uh Cleveland Cavaliers, nineteen and eight. Uh nine and one in the last ten. Uh just recently had a what thirteen game win streak snapped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that
1: I mean, they were they were miserable before that streak.
2: They really were. Um and I, I think part of that was getting you getting used to life without uh, without uh, Kyrie and the fact that they haven't had his replacement in the lineup, Isaiah Thomas, Derrick Rose has been, They have not had a point guard. Yeah, and it's, uh... I know LeBron is kind of the the de facto point guard a lot of times, but you do still need the that secondary passer out there.
1: You you do need all five players,
2: right? Right. Um, speaking of Derrick Rose, in in the games he's played in, fourteen point three points per game.
1: That's not that's not entirely terrible. Um,
2: uh, unfortunately, he's been plagued by injuries and only played in seven games. It's a small sample size, but you got to think he'd be somewhere close to that. Yeah,
1: um, I really do think he's nearing the end of his career.
2: Yeah, like for real. He says he's coming back this season.
1: I hope he is. I hope he's able to get healthy enough to come out and finish this season. Because if he does, there's a real chance he goes out a, a champion.
2: Right. Um. LeBron, obviously, uh, you know, leading the way. Yeah. Uh, 28.3 points per game. Uh, Kevin Love, 19.2, also averaging 10.4 rebounds per game. Uh, LeBron averaging 8.3 rebounds and 8.7 assists per game.
1: So he's not just holding the ball himself. No.
2: No. you
1: see he's out there blocking shots like
2: like nobody's business again. Yeah. Uh and that that is up from his his career his career marks uh 7.3 rebounds per game and 7.1 assists per game. So, um coming in at number 3, the San Antonio Spurs, also 19 and 8. However, 19 and 8 without Kawhi Leonard,
1: who has been taking karate apparently during yeah. his injury.
2: Yeah. Um actually he may be back tonight.
1: Oh, that's, that's but, good.
2: Um, I, I haven't seen any updates, but there was kind of a leak that it was going to be Saturday, and then all of a sudden it wasn't Saturday anymore, and then there was another leak that it was going to be Tuesday, and I haven't heard anything to the contrary. So, But 19-8 and 8 without arguably one of the three best players in the NBA.
1: Yeah. Um, I think there would have been call for him to return sooner or for, for, the, for the team to do something if they were closer to 500.
2: Yeah. Um, if they had
1: 15 wins right now um people would be screaming for Kawhi Leonard to come
2: back. See, I don't think so cuz I think everybody everybody kind of trusts in the process as you know as far as a, a Popovich led team. Um
1: Yeah, but I mean when you're struggling and I know 15 wins at this point shouldn't be considered struggling for most of the league
2: but for yeah, for a
1: team like San Antonio it would be.
2: Uh, I I think everybody would have would kind of trusted um and the the way they're winning games um LaMarcus Aldridge, Rudy Gay, Pau Gasol, Patty Mills, Danny Green, Kyle Anderson, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. Every single one of them averaging at least 8.5 per uh, per game. At least 8.5 points.
1: I, I got to assume Manu's not getting the minutes that he used to.
2: Uh, um, I got to figure that are 20, 21 th- per game.
1: Yeah, they're probably up so far this season from, from last year, but...
2: <clears throat> yeah, he, uh, he's getting 21 per game, which, you know... <clears throat> that's about where we need him and that's why he was fresh enough at the end of that game to do the things that he did yeah uh, ag- ag- against boston so
1: i don't like that he shaved all his hair off, i,
2: yeah, I know he was kind of your hero with that bald spot wasn't he
1: yeah um and now i see i can't shave all my hair off
2: uh lamarcus aldridge leading the way for them 22.7 points per game uh really stepped up during Kawhi's absence 8.1 rebounds per game and uh Paul Gasol, eleven point three points and seven point eight re, uh, rebounds per game. So good to see after all that turmoil in the off season, uh, Aldridge finally stepping up and being, you know, being the player that they wanted him to be. Hopefully, when Kawhi comes back, they'll be able to gel, and uh, you know, he'll be able to continue playing like uh, like he has over the past. Yeah, I I, I say it all the time. It's it,
1: basketball players. I think are more willing to get along on the court than a lot of people think. Yeah they're not I, they're not going to go out there and just not pass the ball to somebody because they want it. If that player's in a better position to score, then they're probably going to get the ball.
2: Right. Um number 2, the Golden State Warriors. Uh 22 and 6. Um a lot of that uh Steph Curry has been battling some injuries. Yeah.
1: Um uh he sprained or rolled his ankle yeah. and he's been out a couple of games.
2: Yeah, he's uh he's missed 5 games so far this season, I believe. Um yeah, uh, five five games this year, and and
1: I mean his ankles are a real concern.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and they they have been throughout his career too, and you know that that is really the the one thing that can hold this team back is is an injury to him because you get that and you can start you can start shutting down Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, uh, if if you have the players, obviously, not, yeah. every, not every team is going to be able to go out and do that. Um,
1: uh, th- this is still. This is still a, a 60 win team I think right. without oh. Steph.
2: Oh, definitely. Um you got uh Steph Lee in the way with 26.3 points, uh Kevin Durant 25.7 right behind him and Klay Thompson is averaging uh 20.7. So, I mean they're they're still getting still getting it from from the I guess secondary uh player of Klay Thompson. Um <laughs> seems weird. To... <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: going to get a max deal someday.
2: Oh, he's probably just going to keep re-signing with them for less money. <laughs> for less money. Um, coming in at number one, uh, the Houston Rockets. Like we all kind of saw this coming. Um,
1: My Houston Rockets. Tom's
2: Houston Rockets. Ten-game uh, win streak for them. Um, James Harden blowing everybody away with thirty-two points per game. That's uh, ridiculous. Nine-point-five assists per game. They have two players averaging nine-point-five assists. That yeah, Chris what? Paul. Fourteen point eight points and nine point five <laughs> assists per game.
1: If they're passing the ball, who's shooting? Yeah.
2: Um Eric Gordon nineteen. Uh Clint Capella thirteen point seven, Ryan Anderson twelve, and Trevor Ariza eleven point five points per game for Houston right now. Um they're not unbeatable. Uh however <laughs> they
1: just really seem that way most nights.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, they've they've already they've already beaten Golden State once, uh in Golden State. Um and uh, coming up on Friday, San Antonio at Houston.
1: Hey, find a way to watch that game.
2: Yeah, uh, that's that is going to be huge. Um, I it depends on how quickly uh, Kawhi can can get back into the groove. I guess.
1: Yeah, they're going to need him.
2: Um, uh, you know, look at. The, the top three teams in the West, I mean, those are really the three teams that we're, you know, really invested in as far as the race. I mean, yeah. Boston and Cleveland are going to be 1-2 in the East. We know that. Um, and, you know, the rest is going to kind of shake out a little bit later in the season. But these I, three I tell teams... you what,
1: it's it's, it's really odd. Um, you know, you, you look at uh, hockey and basketball. They both have 82-game seasons. Right now we're talking about it's still early in hockey, but over here in basketball— Things seem pretty set.
2: Yeah, we we kind of know the way the trajectory is going to go uh, with uh, with the top. Well, the top teams, at least. I mean, the bottom. There's still a lot of question marks. Yeah,
1: I mean your uh, your vaunted seventy ers are have dropped back to five hundred.
2: Right, and you know, again, I don't think that's indicative of where they'll finish this season.
1: They're behind um, the New York Knicks.
2: They are, but the Knicks have been surprisingly good this year.
1: Almost as if they uh shouldn't have a superstar player,
2: yeah um yeah, the sixers back down to five hundred, them in the heat uh the Knicks are also five hundred uh the Pistons have dropped off quite a bit lately, three and seven in their last ten, losers of six in a row. they're now fourteen and twelve um but I you know i again, I think the big story is the three out west and how that's going to play out, and I think the secondary story is the race between Boston and Cleveland,
1: yeah, I mean. Uh, Obviously,
2: not the case around here. Uh, right. The, the, the Cleveland-Boston thing is, is the big thing around our area. But I think you know, on a on a, on a bigger scale,
1: on a national scale, it's, uh, it's the Houston, Golden State, San Antonio
2: race. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all team, all, all three of those teams are going to finish with with more than fifty wins. I wouldn't be surprised if they're all above fifty five. Um, and honestly, Minnesota at sixteen and eleven, they have the pieces to challenge one of those teams in the playoffs. To, to make things difficult for them in the playoffs. Yep. Um, so I, it, it is exciting to see Minnesota uh, doing doing that well.
1: Well, it's exciting to see someone other than the teams that have been there doing it.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing: does doesn't it feel a little bit different uh, when it when it's a team like like San Antonio? It doesn't doesn't it feel a little bit different than the years when the Lakers were always there.
1: Uh, only because you hear about it less. The Lakers were a a brand yeah more than a team
2: and and with you know kind of with this with this Cleveland team it, it does feel different it doesn't it doesn't feel so overwhelming that they're always in the finals I think it
1: does just because I don't really follow basketball that much and I think I would if more teams were you know making noise in the playoffs
2: yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it, but I, 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 don't know. I don't think it feels as overwhelming as when the, you know, when the Lakers were always there, when the Bulls were always there. You know, Michael Jordan kind of went out at the right time. There, there was going to be a pretty big fatigue. Uh, and
1: then he came back and joined the Wizards.
2: Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll happen.
1: No, it won't. You didn't see Kobe come back and join the Wizards yet. You didn't see Shaq come back and join the Wizards yet. You did see
2: him join the Cavaliers, though. And the Celtics. And <laughs> there, there was the movie that he was a wizard, though. That's true. Leave. They already, <laughs> already did it. So. All right. Shaq-fu. It's time to uh, turn our attention to the NFL. Uh, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, all the way back on Thursday night. Whew, feels like a lifetime ago. Um, the uh, Falcons upset the Saints 20-17. to uh, the win pulls the Falcons to eight and five, just a game back of New Orleans and Carol- and Carolina in the division. Um,
1: Boy, that that really makes it hard. That that really tightens up the wild card race.
2: Yeah, that uh, Atlanta winning that game could have put a nail in the coffin for a couple of teams that we'll get to here in a minute. Um, the Falcons won this game after Matt Ryan threw three interceptions,
1: and at least one of them was just a really bad decision.
2: Yeah. He was
1: uh, on the run. He was out of the pocket. He was throwing in the most ridiculous, weird, off-to-the-side-of-your-body manner possible, and he should have just thrown it away.
2: Yeah. It uh, it was a bad decision, a uh, couple of bad decisions on his part. Um, this game, I think, will be remembered, though, for Sean Payton's tantrum on the sideline. He was angry. Um,
1: At something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there there were a few missed calls and blown calls throughout the course of the game, and he had a right to be angry. However, uh, you can't lose your cool like that and cost your team the way you did. Yeah. Uh,
1: so. A couple of uh, helmet-to-helmet hits that uh, went completely unflagged. Yes. And completely unfined, and we need consistency <laughs> in matters like that.
2: Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, the Kansas City Chiefs ended their skid, uh, beating the Raiders twenty-six to fifteen. Chiefs stay atop the division at seven and six. The Raiders just a game back, though, at six and seven. San Diego uh, also played on Sunday. We'll get to that result in a minute. Uh, Derek Carr two hundred eleven yards, touchdown and two interceptions. Marshawn Lynch seven attempts, but he ran for sixty-one and a touchdown. So. Pretty good, um, Kareem Hunt. Uh, back to the player we saw in the first six weeks: twenty-five attempts, one hundred sixteen yards, and a touchdown. Um, the uh, snowball up in Buffalo.
1: Well, I tell you, I've never seen a more entertaining thirteen to seven game.
2: It really was. Uh, the The stills and the slow motion shots from this game are just gorgeous.
1: The real winners in this game: NFL Films.
2: Yes, I, I saw Tom had a Facebook post on uh, Sunday that. I thought uh, pretty much pretty much nailed it. What did you say?
1: I said, uh this game is gonna look really good in slow motion with the NFL film's music in the background. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Um the Bills came out as the winners thirteen to seven in overtime. Uh it came out a twenty one yard run from LaShawn McCoy for a touchdown. Uh one of one of two walk off touchdowns on the day in the NFL. Um Nathan Peterman uh taken out of the game after a concussion. Uh Giving way to uh, Joe Webb. Joe Webb. Yeah, uh, many will remember him as the kick returner from Carolina <laughs> and the emergency quarterback who started that playoff game against Green Bay uh, for the Vikings, uh, what, back in 2013, 2012,
1: 2013? Yeah. Um, I, I tell you what, That uh, it remains to be seen if uh, Tyrod Taylor is going to be back this week and it's really important for him to come back because I don't think Joe Webb can lead them to a few more wins.
2: Yeah, probably not. Uh Webb finished the game 2 of 6 for 35 yards with a with an interception. Um I
1: mean, how many more home games do they have? I guess is the question.
2: Oh, I uh, sure.
1: Cuz if they can rely on snow to uh to get them victories.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's something that you really uh, try to rely on. Well, they got Miami next week. They do. They have Miami and then at New England and then at Miami, so uh not, uh, not, not looking good as far as that goes. Uh, obviously, a lot of rushing in this uh, in this one. Uh, Frank Gore, thirty six carries for one hundred and thirty yards. Lashawn McCoy carried it thirty two times for one fifty six. Uh, uh, Kobe Brissett, sixty nine yards and a touchdown. Peterman, fifty seven yards and a touchdown before exiting.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I, th- I think the uh, the best play of the game. Was Adam Vinatieri's extra point?
2: Oh, the one that was about eight feet wide, right? Yeah, and then wasn't. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. It was hilarious to see those those uh, the linemen all just standing out there kicking the snow off of the spot where they wanted the ball to land.
2: Well, then it turned out they kicked it off of the wrong spot. <laughs> or no, that was. A, I'm sorry. I, I believe that was a field goal. They went out in their and they're clearing snow away, and then all of a sudden <laughs> they find out it was the wrong spot because of a penalty or something. Uh so they had to go out and, and, and re clear uh five yards back or something like that. Uh, Vinatieri ultimately missed, but yeah.
1: Apparently uh he's got a an incentive clause in his contract for five hundred brother? Five yes. Five hundred thousand dollars if he makes ninety percent of his kicks. Yeah. He was at ninety five before the game. He's
2: at eighty eight. Oh no. That sucks. Um the Cowboys defeated the Giants thirty to ten. Dallas now seven and six on the year. Dak Prescott 330, 332 yards, three touchdowns. Um,
1: Nearly all of it came in the fourth quarter. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Dallas just you know barely barely hanging on uh, in the wild card race at seven and six. Um, they have their, their remaining schedule at Oakland, at home against Seattle, where they'll uh, where they'll get Ezekiel Elliott back, uh, and at Philadelphia. Um, so. The Philly game, very winnable now. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, you know, the, the Oakland game, very winnable. They, they could win out. It's a, entirely a possible. 10 and six. Uh, however, you know, they're still behind still behind a couple teams there in the, in the wild card race. The, they've got the head-to-head loss uh, to Green Bay, and they've got the head-to-head loss to Atlanta. Yeah, I mean. Holding them back.
1: There's a very real chance that Atlanta Atlanta could go 11 and five to finish out the season. There's a real chance that the Seahawks could go you know 11 and five right, and that puts them on the outside.
2: Yeah. Um, Also, head to head loss against the Rams uh, if if they wind up being part of the uh, part of the wild card conversation. Yeah. So things not not looking good for Dallas because of the the head to head matchups. Obviously, you know the Giants obviously out of it. Not even you know.
1: What are you talking
2: about? Not even part of the discussion. Um the ooh the 49ers winners of two straight uh defeating the Texans 26 to 16. Jimmy Garoppolo 334 yards, a touchdown and a pick. This is what they got him for.
1: Yeah. Um this is what they should have started him a month ago for.
2: Yeah. Um 49ers need to be careful. They're going to work themselves out of the top 5 in the draft. They need to slow their roll. Pump the brakes a little.
1: I think they don't care about that.
2: I know. No, they don't. Uh the, uh, the Texans uh, wound up putting T.J. Yates on the field after Tom Savage suffered a concussion and what kind of looked like a mini seizure on the field.
1: Yeah, and then they let him come back on the field.
2: Yeah, he came back. That was the most disturbing part of that, that they weren't able to identify the con- well, But, again, that's the problem with some of these tests.
1: I'm sorry. I was able to identify it when he was sitting there with his hands twitching.
2: Yeah, that that's the problem with with, with some of these tests, though. You can pass these by accident.
1: If you get hit in the head, you should sit out. Yeah. Just that's it.
2: You are correct. Um I unfortunately there's not a there's not much more they can do than that than, you know, just headshot takes you out of the game. But uh, unfortunately players players are never going to agree to something like that in a collective bargaining agreement.
1: See, that's that's why you don't put it in the agreement. You get a doctor who says, "Hey, no. An independent doctor, not a team doctor.
2: The union won't. The union won't let it happen. Which seems ridiculous, considering the union's supposed to have the best interests of the players in mind. Yeah, but the union won't let it happen. These players want to play. That's you know that's always been the biggest problem. But, uh, the uh, Detroit Lions, just like the Dallas Cowboys, clinging. To hopes of the playoffs, uh, they defeated, They are really clinging. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this was a terrible game.
2: Yeah, uh, defeated the Buccaneers twenty-four to twenty-one. Took a last-second field goal by Prater. Uh, Twenty seconds left in the game, he knocked it through. Um, you know, uh, glancing through here, they've got some of the same problems uh, that Dallas has. They've got a loss to Atlanta, a loss to Carolina, a loss to New Orleans. Um, it's it's gonna be difficult for them in the head-to-head matchups uh, to to. To get that wild card spot, their schedule going forward, though, <clears throat> at home against Chicago, at a very confusing Cincinnati squad, and at home against Green Bay, three extremely winnable games. Especially if you know who knows what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah, um, which what well, you know more on that in in a moment. But you know if if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, Detroit walks away with that one. Yeah. Um,
1: Although um, not if they commit three turnovers. Well, yeah. <laughs> again.
2: Yeah. Um, but, no, it's uh, it's pretty easy next couple games, and we'll see about that last one. But, again, the head-to-head losses are going to kill them down the stretch. Yeah, they're so, going to
1: have to win out.
2: Uh, the uh, Panthers upset the Vikings uh, 31-24. to uh, Case Keenum, 280 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, Cam Newton, just 137 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, he did add 70 yards on the ground, 62 of them on a huge run that set up the game winning rushing touchdown from James Stewart or Jonathan Stewart. Sorry. Uh, wow. I I went all the way back to the late nineties, early two thousands on that one. Good job. Wow. Uh, Stewart finished the day with 103 yards, three touchdowns. Um, so Carolina keeping pace with new Orleans, um, big issue for them. Uh, obviously the, uh, two head to head losses to new Orleans. Correct. Yes. Um, so they they will need to they will need to beat New Orleans by a game in the standings uh,
1: uh the way i uh figured it on the uh playoff predictor uh they will have to face New Orleans again in the playoffs, no matter what uh just the way I looked at it if uh, if if the uh favorites i guess win the rest of the games
2: gotcha uh Carolina's remaining schedule at home against Green Bay again have no idea what to make of that game yet. Uh, at home against Tampa Bay and at Atlanta, so that could decide a wild card right there.
1: Yeah, um, they did say they are preparing for Aaron Rodgers.
2: Yes, they they are preparing for Aaron Rodgers. Which you know what? That's a smart thing to do because if you prepare for Aaron Rodgers and you get Brett Hundley, then you are over prepared.
1: Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, any of the teams that have have gone out and lost to the Packers, it's because they weren't preparing for Aaron Rodgers.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's man. This NFC it's a big mess it's exciting this many this many good teams uh, at the top and we haven't had this kind of s- excitement going into the play you know heading into the playoffs in a long time we've been we've been usually waiting for some eight and eight team to squeak in or you know so uh you know e- each team has or e- each division has a really good team out in front which is kind of uncommon you know you, yeah not you,
1: like when you have the seven and nine seahawks making the playoffs correct uh, I'll still never get over that.
2: Yeah, it's mind blowing. Uh the uh Chicago Bears defeated the Cincinnati Bengals thirty three to seven.
1: Boy man, when you make Mitchell Trubisky look elite. Right. Two
2: hundred and seventy yard two hundred and seventy one yards and a touchdown for Trubisky, hundred and forty seven yards on the ground from Howard, uh, two touchdowns for him.
1: <laughs> there was just nothing that yeah. this Bengals defense could do
2: right. Uh, the the Bengals are a mess. Uh it is probably time for Marvin Lewis to go at the end of the year.
1: Oh, now, now it's finally time. Yeah, now, now
2: they were competitive just a year ago, Tom, or two years ago. So he got the he got the he got the gimme last year. So
1: you are saying, as long as he wins uh, eight games every other year, he's going to keep his job.
2: They made the playoffs two years ago, Tom. We were there.
1: I know, but he doesn't have a good. He's not. He's he's bad. He's not a good coach.
2: I don't know. He's not a bad coach. It's not that It, it. the issue is the ownership.
1: Yes, the ownership kept giving him chances. No,
2: the ownership kept giving second chances to players like Pac-Man and can Perfect. You can't, you can't do your best to coach a team when you're being undermined by these players going out and doing literally whatever the hell they want on the field.
1: Well, you're not helping yourself when you come out in support of those players every time.
2: Yeah, I gotta imagine that comes from up top too.
1: You could take a stand and,
2: I guess, risk
1: your job. Yeah. But, oh. I guess it depends on what kind of a person you want to be. Oh,
2: I think he wants to be an employed person. Uh the uh, the Cleveland Browns, Cleveland, woo, Cleveland, Cleveland Brownies. You know, you really shouldn't be rubbing it in. Twenty-one to seven. Twenty-one to seven. I'm sitting in. I'm sitting at Sean's with my head in my hands, wondering what the hell happened. Why my team was losing to the winless Browns.
1: Well, because really, your team is only good for five minutes.
2: Yeah. And then the Browns came out and Cleveland harder than they've ever Clevelanded before.
1: It's, um, there are a lot of places you can place the blame here.
2: There are. There are a lot. The offensive line, uh, Deshaun Kaiser.
1: Deshaun Kaiser played very well.
2: He did. He uh, just made
1: a rookie mistake in overtime.
2: He made two, he made two large mistakes um, at the end of the half he forced one into double coverage too. That took a, that probably took a field goal off of the board. Yeah. So that, that was another big part of it. So, uh, again, Cleveland leaving 21 to seven going into the fourth, uh, Green Bay comes back and scores two touchdowns. Uh, one a run by, uh, Jamal Williams, the other a reception by Devontae Adams, uh, with less than 10 seconds left, I believe. Um, and, uh, Sent it to overtime. Cleveland won the toss. Uh, What, had it third and and short? Third and medium?
1: Third and something.
2: Uh, Kaiser drops back. He uh, flushed out to his left by Clay Matthews and just does the unthinkable. He he panicked. He just chucked it up, which, to be fair, it would not have been as bad had Clay Matthews not hit his arm on the pass. Yeah. um... It, It very well may have made it to his intended target, who was, I believe, another 10 yards downfield. Instead the ball goes up and uh Packers rookie safety uh Josh Jones comes down with the interception.
1: But it was still a bad idea to it throw was. that ball. No, it was a
2: terrible, you, terrible. You take idea the
1: sack, up. you punt and you you'll live to let your defense uh Blow stop. It. <laughs> I mean, they got the ball at the twenty. Yeah. There's no way they're not gonna yeah. win.
2: Um so a, a big part of why Green Bay was in a position to tie this game, uh, Trevor Davis took a punt back uh towards the end of the fourth quarter all the way down to, you know, the Browns' 30. Yeah. Uh, re- really set Green Bay up in, in great position for that game-tying touchdown.
1: Yeah, the uh, the Browns' coverage team, uh, the punter outkicked the coverage, which you're never supposed to do.
2: Well, they left their lanes. Yeah.
1: They lost containment, and then suddenly they're chasing. Right. And it's never good to be chasing a punt returner.
2: Yeah. Uh, Jamal Williams, uh, third straight game over 100 yards for uh, from scrimmage for the Packers. Yeah. Um, Brett Hundley finished with three touchdown passes, uh, 265 yards passing. Kaiser, 214 and three touchdowns. And, you know, aside from those two picks, you know, like I said, one he forced into double coverage, and the other he just kind of winged up there. If not for those two passes, Cleveland's one and twelve, and not not staring at uh, at an zero sixteen season.
1: Think about this: they might not have to take a quarterback in this draft.
2: Yeah, I. They
1: might pass on Baker Mayfield.
2: They should. I feel like I've said that a number of times that they should just stick to Kaiser, but, you know, what do I know? Uh, they uh, The Browns did, uh, during the week, fire GM Sashi Brown and hired uh, it Ken Dorsey, uh, former Kansas City Chiefs general manager. Uh, Dorsey has talked about bringing in a, uh, a new quarterback, which I don't like. I think they just need to.
1: Well, they'll be bringing in a new coach, too. Uh,
2: no, the Browns have announced Hugh Jackson will keep his job.
1: Who boy. 1 in 23, 28. 1 in 28,
2: I believe. Uh,
1: and 1 in 31 by the end of the season.
2: I want to I want to rewind to uh September 1st of this year. Okay. Uh the Browns were 4-0 coming out of the preseason. Yes, they were. Had just blanked the Chicago Bears 25 to nothing. And then I want to fast forward to uh, September 11th of this year. The Browns were coming off a very tough three-point loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were feeling great. Life was good. They were going to be a competitive football team this year. Oh. They could have been. Where, oh, where did it go wrong?
1: The ownership. Yes.
2: Uh, so, if you all want to witness history, the remaining schedule at home against Baltimore... Yes, on the road against a Chicago team that has been playing better of late, yes, and on the road against what recently has been a fairly unstoppable Pittsburgh team,
1: yes, I am scared to death,
2: um even when Pit- Pittsburgh has been down and out each of the last three football games, and they have pulled it out with a game winning kick from Chris Boswell each game.
1: if he doesn't make the pro Bowl, I will flip
2: yeah oh you no you're you're absolutely right um. Now, for the Packers, going forward, uh, we've already talked about two of their games coming up. Um, They're at Carolina, at home against Minnesota, at Detroit. If Aaron Rodgers is back, those are three winnable games. If Aaron Rodgers is not back... They're
1: three losable games. They're looking at
2: seven and nine.
1: I think they'll win at least one of them.
2: Without Rodgers, you think so?
1: Yeah. they. Do. That's what they do. Yeah. They win a stupid game when they're not supposed to. Yeah.
2: I mean, since the Rodgers injury, uh, I mean, you look at the Minnesota as a Brett Hundley game. Look at that game as a Brett Hundley game. Lost at Minnesota uh, against New Orleans, against Detroit. They beat Chicago on the road. Blanked by Baltimore. Lost a tight one to Pittsburgh. And then won the last two uh, in overtime against Tampa and at Cleveland. So... The really the only game that they were not competitive in was the Baltimore game. I know they lost 30 to 17 to Detroit, but going into halftime, this was a pretty close game. So, I do see where you're coming from. I just I don't know. I think without Aaron Rodgers, I'm looking at a 7 and 9 finish for for my team.
1: I mean, it is it is a tough schedule. Yeah. Those last 3 games are really tough, but you know that they'll find some way to be close late in the game and and Brett Hundley will throw a pass to DeVonte Adams.
2: Yeah. Um so I don't know. The T- the Tampa game kind of kind of weird the way Hundley played in that game. Looking at the Cleveland game, the Pittsburgh game and the Baltimore game where he did have turnovers that kind of that kind of soiled it. Do you think maybe he's playing his way into competing for a starting job with uh with another team at some point?
1: I think he's played capably as a backup. I think that he should remain a backup. Yeah. I don't think he's proven enough he hasn't Matt Flynn his way into a starting job. I agree. Only, I, I, only I, to lose it again, you know.
2: Yeah, no, I, I do agree with you uh, with you on that.
1: If he does go and compete for a starting job, he will just be out of a job that much sooner.
2: Yeah, no, I, I do agree with you. It, it, there have been some flashes; he's looked very good at times, but he still makes some very uh, very poor choices uh, throwing the football sometimes. So,
1: and <clears throat> I mean, look at look at that Steelers game. The Steelers secondary is
2: bad. Yeah. Um, it's the uh uh oh, man the Chargers uh defeated the Redskins thirty to thirteen. Chargers keeping pace with the Chiefs out there in the West.
1: Yep, and huge game next week.
2: Yeah, uh, Phillip Rivers finished three uh, for three throwing for three hundred nineteen yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he has looked strong. And Saturday, NFL Network at eight twenty five, San Diego at Kansas City. This could decide the AFC West.
1: Yep, I. Really think it's going to be a good game.
2: I do, Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to be. I'm going to be at an ugly sweater party. Uh, so I don't know. I'm what, going to what, have to call Jeremy and see if he has NFL Network. What am
1: I going to be doing? I don't. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
2: but uh, I'm going to
1: I, try and make sure to watch that game. Yeah.
2: Uh, after that, you've got uh, the New York Jets. Oh boy, and the Oakland Raiders to finish out the year for the Chargers. Um, and uh, on the on the Chiefs side of things. They uh they're looking at finishing the year against Miami and Denver. So both teams with, with pretty favorable uh matchups in the last two games. This this could be it for uh for this division. Um yeah, I'd be a little bummed if I can't watch at least a little bit of this game, but it should be a good one. Um in a matchup of also Rands, the Broncos defeated the Jets twenty-three to nothing. Uh Josh McCown left the game with what uh, was later diagnosed as I believe a broken hand. He will have surgery on the hand uh giving Ow. yeah giving way to uh who, uh,
0: uh Bryce, Bryce Petty
2: Bryce Petty uh during that game they do have Christian Hackenberg on the roster as well um <laughs> I'm not sure where they're going to go probably petty but we'll
1: probably see probably free agency
2: yeah uh, the Arizona Cardinals upset the Titans 12 to 7 uh
1: i don't think a lot of people were that upset
2: no i this one this one i kind of saw coming uh
1: Tell you what, the uh, the Cardinals said they uh, would like to extend Blaine Gabbert.
2: I don't see why not, <coughs> honestly.
1: Because Baker Mayfield's available.
2: Okay, play Gabbert till, till Mayfield's ready.
1: So, until the draft, gotcha. Oh,
2: I mean, look, it's, there have been mixed results with quarterbacks as far as whether or not to play them or sit them. You got a guy like Peyton Manning came out and threw for... rookie record in interceptions his first year and then became one of the three best quarterbacks in NFL history.
1: Yeah, but do you think he would have been that best quarterback in NFL history if he he, sat? If he sat for a year? If he didn't get that experience of of failure?
2: I think he still probably would have, yes. So when you don't experience
1: failure and you see a little bit of adversity... It stings and it it really messes with you.
2: I think it all de- I think it all depends on the player, and I think Manning was the type of player who needed to see that. Uh, my thing with, with with Baker Mayfield, yeah, he does need to see adversity at some point. But if he starts out his career on a on a losing football team, he's shown he has the immaturity at times that it's not going to go well. If if he starts for them from day one and they and they lose their first three, he may unravel. If they lose their first three with Blaine Gabbard under center. And he comes in partway through the year, and he's he knows, okay, I'm coming into what's been a bad team. It will soften the blow if he does lose his first three starts.
1: I don't know. I, I just think if you're using him as a as a bridge, it's not really fair to Blaine Gabbert.
2: He's not going to be a starter anywhere else.
1: No, but he'd have a solid, decent job. Um, send him somewhere where the quarterback always gets injured, <laughs> like Arizona.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I well, they you know, they may not even be in a position to draft Mayfield. They are 6 and 7. Yeah, I mean, so uh they they would have to trade up to do it cuz you you uh, you know, you're going to have you're going to have the Broncos in front of them probably. Uh the Browns a threat to take them. The Bengals may wind up in front of them. And who that's knows? That's true. Um you know, who knows? The Giants are going to be in front of them. They still have
1: that. McCarran though. They,
2: they do, but you know, who knows? And maybe uh maybe Indianapolis do you uh
1: Do you honestly believe that they would uh move on from andrew luck
2: i don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a hundred percent out of the question that's
1: after they gave him all that money yeah
2: I don't think it's a hundred percent out of the question. Jim Ursay has proven time and again that he's a drunk that he uh he may not have the best ideas in the world. Um, what did i say the uh The Eagles improved to eleven and two um, firmly in the driver's seat. As far as the record goes in the NFC. Yeah, they I mean um, they're gonna
1: they're they're gonna get a bye week.
2: Yeah. Uh defeating the Rams yeah. forty three to thirty five. Um actually was not not what the score indicates. They did score a touchdown on the last play of the game, uh, yeah. extending their two point lead. Um Carson Wentz threw for four touchdowns, two hundred and ninety one yards, uh, and then suffered an ACL injury.
1: Yeah. Um that's bad.
2: Yes, um, pretty much, pretty much destroying their Super Bowl hopes, I believe. Um, Nick Foles came in; he only threw ten passes, uh, six of ten for forty-two yards. Um, I just, I don't think Foles has what it takes to keep this team at the level they've been playing at. Um, that being said, I don't think, I don't think they're dead in the water.
1: No, they look. They got to this point for reasons that included Carson Wentz's play, right? They're still a very good team without Carson Wentz. Yeah, with oh, a game yeah. manager in there, they they can win close games.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't think that they're out of it. Um, I think uh, I think we're still looking at a team that can that can win in the playoffs. Uh, just you know what's going to happen when they you know potentially get a rematch with uh, with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks without Wentz. You know they already lost it with him. Uh, you know what happens you know in a game against the Falcons. You know can they and they keep up with those teams? Yeah, uh, it's it's
1: uh it becomes a much steeper climb to yeah. the top of the hill, but I don't think it's impossible.
2: Yeah, uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars winning season, yes, guaranteed. Yes, nine and four in the year defeated the Seattle Seahawks thirty to twenty four. Uh, Blake Bortles, he's a real boy now.
1: Yep, and
2: uh, it
1: you know after years of everyone saying this might be the year. That that the Jaguars finally look like a football team. I think we kind of ran out of that. You know, we we stopped talking about it this year because we'd all been disappointed so many times before. Yep. And the year we don't talk about it, it's the year that they go out and 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 uh, vie for the division. Yeah.
2: Uh, Bortles uh, completing sixty percent of his passes this year, twenty eight hundred twenty eight hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns, and eight picks. Not great on the touchdown interception ratio. However, they're winning the games. He's got a strong run game to support him.
1: He's got the best defense in the league on that the other too, side of the ball.
2: Um, uh, MVP candidate and possible new front runner Russell Wilson uh, finished with two hundred seventy one yards, three touchdowns, and three picks. See, I don't.
1: I think those three picks. Opens up the discussion a little bit.
2: Yeah, um, Wilson on the year thirty five hundred yards, completing almost sixty two percent of his passes, twenty nine touchdowns, and now eleven interceptions on the year. Um, yeah, the the MVP race without Carson Wentz. Uh, you know Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure if there's anybody beyond them. So do
1: you, do you really think that that uh they could possibly go wide receiver for the MVP?
2: Well, after his 11-catch, 213-yard performance in the Steelers' 39-38 win over the Ravens, yes, I think they could.
1: I mean, this is, a, this is an award that was never won by Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, all top receivers. Larry Fitzgerald has never won it. Yeah. Um, no wide receiver has ever won this award.
2: I think it's possible. Uh, 99 catches, 1,500 yards, 9 touchdowns right now. Um,
1: he is within reach of the single-season yardage.
2: Yes, it is possible. Um, the only thing standing in his way is the fact that they're going to have a very tough game next week. Yeah. Um, they face New England, and then it's at Houston and at home against Cleveland in a game that you know, he may not even play in.
1: Right, yeah, so, that's, uh,
2: that's uh, part of it. Yeah, it's, uh, the Steelers, uh, as, as, as I said, defeated the Ravens uh, another last-second field goal. Uh, for for the Steelers. Wild, wild game. Uh Roethlisberger threw for five hundred and six yards. It's his third career five hundred yard passing game. Uh, I believe he now sits. He is the only alone. quarterback
1: in NFL history to do that.
2: Yeah. Um Joe Flacco played a great game. Uh two hundred and sixty nine yards, two touchdowns, um Alex Collins, eighteen carries, hundred and twenty yards and a touchdown. Um Baltimore's still not out of it, uh still in the wild card race. Uh Pittsburgh now with the best record in the conference. Um how that shakes out remains to be seen.
1: They're almost guaranteed the bye. I, I think.
2: Uh, I, I mean, yeah, uh, almost. Uh, you, you do. You do have to think if they lose to New England and let's say, uh, you know, what do we say the in between game? Oh, at Houston. <laughs> you know, if they're if they're shocked by Houston or Cleveland, they could drop behind Jacksonville. So um, yeah,
1: um, well, that's assuming Jacksonville
2: wins out. Right. Right. A lot of moving pieces. As they, they, say. If they finish with the same record as Jacksonville, yes, they, Jacksonville holds a tiebreaker. So. Uh and uh, the final game last night the Dolphins defeated the Patriots 27 to 20 Jay Cutler 263 yards and three touchdowns uh, I forgot to tell you guys this so when I was up in Green Bay uh, we were hanging out at the at the tailgate ahead of time and there's a guy and I saw him from the front at first and he's wearing a he's wearing a Packer's jersey big Packers fan his jersey has number six on it and I think well, that's kind of weird you know only people that have worn six for us uh, have been kickers and backup quarterbacks I thought maybe it was a, a personalized jersey figured he had his own name on the back I was gonna walk around Around and see, you know, see somebody's last name or a nickname or something. I walk around the back, and the guy has Cutler on the back of the jersey, and I immediately got the joke. Uh, the Tampa Bay fans that's, around us did that's not terrible did not get the joke that you know Cutler completed more passes to Packers than to Bears throughout his career. So uh, <laughs> that's awful. It was amazing. He said uh, he said he couldn't he couldn't get it on NFL.com, but he was able to get it in the Packers Pro Shop. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, uh, Tom Brady, uh, two interceptions in this game. Uh, after throwing two in the first uh, ten games, he's thrown at least one in each of the last three games. Um, so he
1: is human.
2: Yes. Uh, on the year, 3,800 yards, 27 touchdowns, still only six interceptions.
1: His age is finally catching
2: up to him. Yeah, that's I think that's what's happening here. Um <clears throat> It's, it's going to be exciting next week uh, with that AFC West matchup, the matchup between the you know, the Steelers and Patriots, um, the, the possible return of Aaron Rodgers. I,
1: I, I got to say, I hope they don't flex the Steelers game to prime time because I really am getting sick of uh, having to go out to the bar at no, 8 uh, o'clock no. to watch a football it has game. Not been
2: fle- it would have had to be flexed two weeks ago. Oh, okay. It is not, not flexed um LA at Seattle this week too. Ooh. Uh that that's going to be a big one.
1: That's a division decider.
2: Uh yeah, essentially. Um you know with with those two teams you're looking at uh oh, come on. Darn you internet.
1: What are we looking at? Tell us.
2: Um you're looking at the Rams with a game lead uh 9 and 4, Seattle at 8 and 5. Seattle already has the head-to-head win. Um it is uh LA's only loss in the division, however, uh that would a win by Seattle here would guarantee them the tiebreaker in head to head and in division record, because uh, it would be their fifth win against the division. So um, there you go. So that that's gonna be a big one. Um and uh you got Philadelphia at New York, uh Nick Foles first start. Um and uh Jacksonville taking on Houston. Let's see if they can keep pace with uh New England and yeah. Pittsburgh throughout the uh rest I, of the I year. I mean,
1: you look at it this way. If the Steelers do win next week and and the Jaguars win, they could potentially get a bye.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, As things sit right now, uh, you're looking at the Steelers in one, Patriots in two, and your matchups will be the Bills at Jaguars and Titans at Chiefs. That's how it looks right now.
1: So the Bills are finally going to get the playoffs. Uh,
2: Still alive in the AFC, Baltimore, Los Angeles, uh, Oakland, Miami, at six and seven and new york and cincinnati still technically alive uh houston denver indy and cleveland have been eliminated uh on the nfc side of things the Eagles still the number one seed a game lead over minnesota uh the wild card matchups would be the falcons at rams and panthers at saints uh outside looking in uh seattle at eight and five detroit seven and six with a head to head win over green bay also seven and six with a head to head win over dallas also seven and six Arizona technically still alive at six and seven, and eliminated our Washington, Tampa, Chicago, San Fran, and the Giants.
1: Things will become clearer in the coming weeks.
2: Like I said, the big the big matchups in the AFC. The Packers Panthers game will go a long way to deciding this, and that Dallas at Oakland game should give us a pretty clear picture of uh, Dallas's chances and Oakland's chance at a wild card. So, all right, uh,
1: maybe next week we'll break out the crystal ball. Yeah, maybe and. and flesh out the the end of the season for you yeah,
2: give our give our predictions at uh, what's going to be going on um baseball to close out the show do we gotta oh we gotta
1: i don't wanna what
2: are the miami marlins doing
1: uh f- they're 400 million dollars in debt is what they're doing <laughs> what was the mlb thinking selling a team to an ownership group that was going to be 400 million dollars in debt
2: yeah uh So the big news, uh, Giancarlo Stanton traded to the New York Yankees for some stuff for Starling Castro, who the Marlins are already shopping and two minor leaguers, uh, only one of which appeared in the uh, organization's top 10 of prospects. So I, I hate this. I hate everything about it. I hate that Miami didn't try harder. It seems like Jeter just bought the Marlins for the purpose of trading Stanton to the Yankees. And then he's going to sell the team and go take a job with the Yankees. That's what's that's what we're looking at. He's a, he's well, a
1: Jeter only has four percent
2: double agent. Yeah, but they gave him control of the baseball operation. So um, there's a little bit of a logjam in the New York outfield now. Uh, they may need to trade somebody. Jacoby Ellsbury becomes probably the uh, the prime target <clears throat> as far as that goes.
1: You've got Stanton and Judge,
2: uh, and then who they're now F- referring to as Judge and Jury. I believe that makes Gary Sanchez the executioner in that lineup. Uh, yep get ready it's coming
1: um anyway that uh that center fielder boy they're gonna have to get someone someone good (laughs) because the corners are all-stars
2: yep um you've got
1: two of the best hitters in the corners of your outfield that poor center fielder
2: does this make the yankees the favorite in the al now
1: uh yes yes it does you're gonna get nine thousand home runs they already led the league last year yeah
2: I like uh we we do have to I think we have to wait and see, you know, if uh there there are a couple of big hitters still out there. Uh maybe the just Astros Wait and see
1: if they go to the Yankees Well, too.
2: No, maybe the Astros go out and get JD. Maybe that's their their answer. Maybe the Red Sox chase him. Uh maybe they try to bolster pitching. There's still some some sluggers out there. Um
1: Boy, you know, the just when you think the Yankees are going to stop trying to buy championships.
2: Yeah. Although to be fair. I feel like they stole this one.
1: No, to be fair, uh they uh swindled his.
2: <laughs> I mean don't be me wrong Starlin Castro had a great year last year he hit 300 uh played very solid defense but uh, you don't trade him for for Jim color well you don't trade for him for Stanton it's just not but. uh other things going around going on around the uh, winter meetings which are you know going on now um
1: yeah they call them the winter meetings the, but they always hold them in like Florida or California yeah, They the they, they need
2: to do it in Minnesota right in the heart of it um, the Phillies, uh, re-signed Pat Neshek, uh, 2 years, $16.25 million.
1: Speaking of winter meetings, it's snowing.
2: Ah, uh, great. The, uh, Rangers signed Chris Martin a two-year deal, and the Cubs, uh, very close to a deal with, uh, Brendan Morrow, the Dodgers' setup man. Um.
1: Boy, they are loading up the pitching.
2: Yeah. A couple of rumors going around, yes, yeah, after signing, uh, Tyler Chatwood to be their fifth starter this year, so, uh. Rumors swirling around. Uh, Mets are looking to move Matt Harvey for a relief pitcher. Uh, the Orioles seem interested. Um, the or the
1: you you want a Matt Harvey that was so bad
2: last yeah. year. Yeah, the Rangers also interested. Uh, they do not have relievers to offer up. Uh, Jerks and Profar is name, uh, it, in, 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 in a name rolling around. That's a in those discussions. Um,
1: Wait, that that's a name though, right? The uh
2: yes. Okay. The Nats uh looking at Addison Reed to bolster their pen and uh taking a look at Matt Adams as well. Um the uh sorry Eric, Earmuffs. Earmuffs buddy. Oh no. Ugh, what you got? Earmuffs buddy. Uh the Diamondbacks uh internally are are uh assuming they are not bringing back JD Martinez.
0: The Diamondbacks internally can lick me. Uh, they hope they. <laughs> the they Diamondbacks <laughs> can lick you internally. They, they gotcha. do
2: still. They do still hope to bring him back, but uh, internally discussions. They they are. Uh, they can't afford two hundred million as if he's dollars. He's probably not coming back. Um, they are. Uh, they are going to make a push to bring back uh, your favorite player of all time, Fernando Rodney. Um, the uh, the Mets are also He's
0: a great closer. I just wish he'd put his hat on straight. Like, just it just bugs me in an insane amount that he doesn't wear his hat straight. I don't know why it bugs me so much. Like, I know why it bugs me, but I don't know why it bugs me so much. Right. Um, that when players like uh, who's that guy on the Dodgers who wears his jersey half unbuttoned? I want to just run up to him, and button up his damn jersey. Well,
2: everyone, please get off Eric's lawn. <laughs> Everyone, everyone, please, please. I'm going to get the hose. Clear off Eric's lawn, (laughs) please.
1: Look, those jerseys are very hot. (laughs) They play in Southern California. Even those supposed cool base jerseys or whatever they're called are still sweltering. Yep. And they have to wear a shirt under it.
0: I don't There's... buy it. All the Diamondbacks wear their jerseys mostly buttoned up, and indoors, it's way hotter.
1: Indoors, with it's the a... roof closed and the air conditioning on. The air on. conditioning
0: only affects the seating. It does not really do much for the field. It's a good 10 degrees hotter on the field than it is in the stands.
1: Oh, so it's 75. Yeah.
0: So it's oh, the temperature man. it is in Southern California all year
2: round. I, oh, that is not true. <laughs> I almost died in L.A. I almost died.
1: <laughs> now, if you want to complain about a, a Padres player, <laughs> then you've got an argument.
2: Uh, so, all right, I had Eric put on the earmuffs for this for that last one. Tom, earmuffs.
1: Look, McCutcheon is leaving. Nope. We all know it. The
2: Yankees, Cole. yep. The Yankees are uh, interested in Garrett Cole, and apparently the Pirates are open to the idea of We'll take Stanton. Him. Yeah, that's going to be it. Um,
1: Stanton and some
2: pieces. The Red Sox, uh, despite uh, despite Dave Dombrowski's uh, denying the report, uh, it's, it's out there from a lot of different sources. Uh, the Red Sox shopping uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., um, probably looking for a uh, reliever. Um, uh, the Tigers, uh, Ian Kinsler, uh, very, very likely to be traded. Um, I, I love Kinsler. Um, sorry to see him go. I do enjoy getting to see him play as often as I do by going up to Detroit games. But it uh, looks like he'll be looking for a new home. Uh, the Mets have been linked. Pretty much any second baseman on the market. The Mets? The <laughs> Mets. Uh, so Kinsler to the Mets has been <clears throat> floated out there. Um,
1: Wait, so... Neil Walker didn't work out for them?
2: No, no, not really? so much. It um, was
1: great for the Pirates.
2: Yeah. I wonder
1: what went wrong.
2: Um,
1: Couldn't be the organization, could it?
2: Maybe. Uh, Avila Avila did say he believes Kinsler will be traded uh, this winter. So um, The uh, Braves are out looking for bullpen help, starting pitching, hitting base help, um, a front office that doesn't cheat. Uh, <laughs> the... Uh, <sighs> The Twins, Nats, Cubs, and Rangers uh, all looking at uh, free agent reliever Brandon Kinsler. Um, with the Cubs signing Morrow, they may be out of that race. Um, the Marlins fielding calls for Marcel Azuna. Uh, the Cards and the Nationals have both called, expressing interest. Um, Carlos Santana still available. Uh, the Indians would like to bring him back. The Sox, Padres, and Rangers also interested in the... Uh, Indians big bat uh, Tommy Hunter uh, seems to be on the radar for a couple of teams: uh, Diamondbacks, Rangers, and uh, and Mets among them. And uh, Jay Bruce available uh, Mets, Rockies, Jays, and Mariners uh, teams uh, interested in his services. Uh, also this week, the uh, Marlins not only did they trade Stanton, but also sent D Gordon to the Seattle Mariners. So, uh, okay. Looking for uh, man, this might be the worst team in baseball history next year.
1: Ten wins, I'm giving them ten wins, ten and a hundred and fifty-two.
2: Wow, that would be wow. That would be something to uh, to behold.
1: They want their salary to be fifty-five million.
2: Is that a report out there? Is that yeah? Yikes!
1: They already had one of the lowest salaries in in the league, in in the both leagues, and they want to slice it down to a third of what it was.
2: Wow, that is something else. Well. Uh... Man, they're gonna be so bad, and they're one of the teams I haven't seen. I'm gonna be paying money for that. Um, all right, the last big baseball note uh, before we end our show: uh, Shohei Otani selected a team. Yes, he did. Uh, he would be in Los Angeles. Yes. Not hanging out with Yasel Puig and Justin Turner. No. Hanging out with Mike Trout.
1: Yeah, I was surprised.
2: I was too. Um, I like. I you know, obviously, I love the move for the Angels. It's it's. It's going to do a lot for them. They, you know, they were they were in the in the conversation for the playoffs. Uh, you know, late in the season, this may be the thing that gets them over the hump and into the yeah into the uh, wild card this year. And who still knows, don't know. It,
1: you know, how much are they going to have him pitch? How much are they going to have him field? It, I I know he wants to do both. I know he's
2: very good at both. Well, here, here's the thing. He he put it out there uh, to teams, and that's why he he narrowed his. He was listening to anybody, and he sent out a letter to all 30 clubs stating what he was looking for in the majors, what he wanted to do. He outlined how he wanted to be used and asked them to outline how they would use him. He then pared it down to seven teams. Right. Pretty much everybody on the West Coast and the Cubs. Uh, so I, my assumption is the other 23 teams didn't didn't tell him they were going to use him both ways or maybe said that he'd be a reliever and a and a hitter or, you know— who knows? Who knows what you know? What the other twenty-three teams said, but from there he paired it down until he got to the Angels. So I'm guessing the Angels said, "We're going to let you start every, you know, maybe not every five days. Who know? You know, who knows at this point? We'll see as as the season approaches. But maybe start him every every seven or eight days and keep him in the lineup. You know, five days that he's not pitching. He might not play yeah. 162 games, but he'll be fresh on both sides.
1: Well, they can uh, they can get him just as just hitting and pitching. They can. Put him in the DH position.
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Being in the AL, he can, he can DH when he's not, when he's not pitching. And man, they, when he is pitching, they'll have a designated hitter for him. So he's not, yeah. You know, he's not getting gassed on both ends when he is pitching. So, um, it, it'll be interesting to see. Our generation has never, has never really seen anything like this, so uh, it'll be very interesting this upcoming season. I do want to get to an Angels game now. And they
1: got him for a song of a price. Well,
2: anybody would have got them for the same price. I know,
1: but it boggles my mind.
2: I know, I know. So so Otani now an Angel. Uh, winter meetings are heating up. Um... So, going forward, we're going to have uh we've kind of changed to doing shows on Tuesday. It just seems to work out a lot of stuff happens on Mondays that we never get to report on. So, yeah. we've we've liked this the past we, couple we, weeks. We
1: leave the studio here and inevitably one of us gets an alert um and then we've missed breaking news.
2: Yep. Although, you know, last week we did miss the Otani signing uh yeah. by doing it on Tuesday anyway. But, uh, no, so it looks like we will be a Tuesday show going forward, so those of you who look for us on Mondays on Twitter and Facebook and on the on the website and everything, uh, you're going to have to wait a day.
1: You know where I do all my podcasting? Where is po- Podcast listening? Stitcher. Yeah? You can set your favorite uh, stations and...
2: Wait, are we one of your favorite stations? Yeah. Okay, that's good.
1: You know, I don't always listen that to us because uh... I don't like the sound of my own voice. Oh, that makes and two I, of us. And I apologize to all you listeners out there who have to listen to it, um, but... Yeah, I uh, and i i've I've gotten I've got pretty much one show per day that comes out. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to find a new Monday show now. Yeah, I
2: I I just go straight to the website most times.
1: Yeah, it all gets counted in the I've end.
2: Got, right, I've got it bookmarked, so it's uh, pretty easy just to do it that way. All right, well, thank you guys for listening to us today. Uh, check out. The rest of the uh, shows on the Four Eyed Radio Network. If you're in the Toledo area, stop into Sean's Irish Tavern for the uh, last few weeks of football season and the bowl games coming up.
1: And beyond. And Just,
2: yes, keep, and just yes, keep going just there. Just keep going. Uh, we got a lot of bowl games to look forward to this week. Uh, and uh, we will talk sports at you next Tuesday.